The Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season back at MyBookie, and now they're now offering 100% deposit bonus when you use the promo code SGP. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP to play, win, and get paid. We're also brought to you by BetQL. Want an advantage over the sports book with an NBA, NHL, college football, MLB, and NFL all back in action? You need to download BetQL, the only app you'll need to make smart bets this season. Head to betql.co and enter code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. That's betql.co, promo code SGP20. And we're also brought to you by Ace Perhead. Ace is a leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to style your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right, welcome back, everybody. Gambling podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This is Boston Capper here with my co-host and the God of Golf himself, Steve Sherman. What's up, Steve? You ready for this? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think I'm ready. I mean, I, I think I'm ready to uh, bet more on this tournament and then barely watch it, like I did last week at the Corrales. I don't know about you, but I, I maybe logged an hour of, of watching. That's probably more than a lot of people did. Yeah, that's probably generous too. I mean, I probably watched it for like 45 minutes. If that, uh, I was fucking dead to rights, uh, with all my DFS by early Friday. And there's no reason to even try to find that thing on the TV show, <laughs> on the TV after that. I was like, forget it. And, uh, move my attention to, uh, so to DFS football. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but I mean, overall, uh, I mean, it was what we thought it was right. Birdie fest. Crap. Yeah. Field, yeah. I mean, kind of a, <laughs> kind of a crappy winner, you know, congratulations to Hudson Swafford and, yeah. uh, you know, he uh, basically gets a stay of execution from the governor for uh, you know another two years. Hey, that's sweet, man, probably- though. You know what I mean? Like it's good for it's good for some of these guys. You know what I mean? Like be able to get that two year exemption and in, uh, in, in this fall swing and go against these weak groups. I mean, this 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 week's field isn't much better. I mean, it's better, but it's mm-hmm. not much better. Like it's the same thing. And like there's there's guys out there who need like certain type of finishes and to get their cad and stuff. So at least that's entertaining value of it. But yeah, whatever. It was it was a it was a crappy tournament. We knew it was. It was uh, straight for betting and DFS and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I mean like it, it, I mean some some of the appeal of these fall tournaments is it's usually when the corn fairy guys graduate, you know, they're jockeying for a position because they those guys really need the points in order to make sure they keep their card. Now, without the guys kind of graduating in, it takes a little bit of the shine off it because a lot of these guys are just basically retreads who don't really have a lot of business being on the PGA Tour, anyways. But you know what? Good for him. Um, you know, he went through a lot of injuries. Uh, he won, I think, the Desert Classic back in 2017. It looked like he was going to kind of put it all together. Uh, injuries got in the way, but you know what? Um, you know, we saw last year when Brendan Todd was also kind of dead to rights won the Bermuda championship. Maybe this is what propels Hudson Swafford to uh, new heights. That's, that seems like a very optimistic view of what Swafford's going to turn into. Uh, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Um, Big Z uh, got it, turned it on on Sunday. I think he needs a top six this weekend to go ahead and get his guard. Because like, guys like that, like you said, are the ones who get screwed because um, of COVID, not being able to graduate from the corn ferry. Like, that sucks. Like, what happens to the poor guy who would have graduated and now, you know, whatever, his swing falls apart next year and never make it. Like, ugh, mm. terrible. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, other than uh, that golf tournament, man, uh, do any uh, NFL DFS this 
weekend. You want to talk about uh, Daniel Jones? <laughs> I mean, does, does, does the audience want to hear me go angry, Steve? Yeah, again? everybody loves angry Steve, man. Well, well I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go angry, angry, full angry Steve, because I, I think I've already gotten out most of my rage at my television set on uh, Sunday. But you know what? It just I, I, I don't know what to say anymore. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's been this way for about four years now. I mean, it seems like they've just been rebuilding and rebuilding. And I, so I was listening to a, a giants podcast this morning, basically trying to torture myself on the way to work. And they went through the roster of, you know, just like, you know, where are the holes in this roster? And it turns out, I mean, sharing your analysis, and I completely agree that we're deficient at quarterback, offensive line, wide receiver, a pass rush outside linebacker and quarterback. And that's like six major areas of the football team. And the fact that Dave Gettleman has had three years and we're still off on all these positions, all these positions, like, like what, what, what hope is there? Like, I mean, we're going to have to rebuild again. We're probably gonna have to get a new quarterback. I mean, I hope I do. I've never been a Daniel Jones fan. I know there's been a couple of people, uh, a couple of our co-hosts or, uh, or uh, our employees who, uh, you know, they're, they're all high on Danny dimes and everything, but I've always thought he was a fraud. Um, you know, he's basically turning out to be everything I thought he was. He's a bad version of Mitch Trubisky. He's Jameis Winston. I mean, he, he, I mean, I mean, he, he can't even perform a simple pitch without fumbling the ball that, that interception he threw was terrible. And all, and like, there's a lot of people I see on Reddit of like, Oh, you know, he's got nothing around him. Well, I saw a couple times in that game, he had a clean pocket and he was just missing guys. He had Evan Ingram wide open on like a 15 yard slant and missed him by like five or six yards. Like it just, the dude just doesn't have it. I mean, like if you get in the clean pocket, yeah, he can make some, you know, th- some throws, but I think it's just because we got all, all excited seeing him hit a 15 yard slant when we, you know, Eli Manning couldn't hit like, you know, he could barely throw 20 yards. Yeah. We think he's the next Jesus Christ, but right. you know, I mean, he's got, you know, he's got a decent arm, but he's got average accuracy, below average deep ball accuracy, horrible, horrible decision-making. He just, you can't teach that. So yeah, I, uh, mean, I mean, look, it's, it's yeah, back to drawing board again. Uh, look, it could be worse. You could have Sam Donald. Like he's fucking better than Sam Donald. Yeah, but I can at least make a case for Sam Donald. The fact that he really doesn't have anything to throw to. Like, I mean, listen. Like, I'm not just saying like the Giants wide receivers and pass catchers are the yeah, all stars. Evan Ingram. Like, I mean, those guys are good to throw to they're, for they're Daniel Jones, fine. but for Darnold, like Barrios was his best receiver this week. Yeah, he has Practice absolutely squad nothing. From the Pats. Yeah, and he has a, a head coach who I think worst, is just he's, he's, a, he's a zombie. Yeah, he's he, the worst he's, coach in the league. He is terrible. He is the worst coach. He's worse league. that he's worse than any coach the Giants have had the last four years, and and that's saying what's his name? Uh, the two biggest suit guy. What was his name? McAdoo. Oh yeah, <laughs> even Ma- even McAdoo. I mean this this guy is just he's a zilch. Yeah, he's fucking he's he's terrible. He had that one good season with Peyton, and he somehow rode that to the Miami job, and so, and of course the Jets hired him after being terrible in Miami. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand how this guy still has a job when they lose to Denver. Cause they're going to lose to Denver on Thursday. Like if he's, I don't understand how he can keep his job after Thursday. I mean, they're, they're going to, he's going to lose to what? Isn't Mark Ripon's son. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, his, it's his nephew. This is nephew. nephew. Okay. Yeah. I, I saw the name. I'm just Me like, too. Oh my God. I, I Google. I was like, is that Mac Rippin's kid? I was like, yeah. shit. Mac Rippin was a quarterback when I was fucking knee high. That's <laughs> 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 um, uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, listen, man, it can only go up from here for you. Right. I mean, it might take a while, but sure. I guess. Come on, buddy. 
Fuck up, man. Hey, listen, if I'm going to be optimistic about Hudson Swafford, you can be optimistic about the, about the giants. I appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks for being nice to me. (laughs) Just trying to pick you up, buddy. (laughs) um, All right. So uh, like we already talked about the shitty tournament, whatever. We're on to the next one, right? Uh, I got absolutely blanked blanked. I have never blanked in DFS. I fucking blanked because I was drunk and I put a whole bunch of shit in on Wednesday night. That is uh, not ideal. Uh, So there's my, uh, there's my message to the kids out there. Don't drink in DFS unless you do a flash <laughs> drafting, which is uh, I wholly support. It is uh, it is the best thing out there right now. Um, so and now we're going down to Mississippi, right? So uh, talk to me a little bit about the course, man. What are we looking at? Well, I mean, even though we kind of just ripped on you know Punta Cana, there is a little bit of things you can carry for because if you look at some of the trends and like some of the ways that golfers score. At uh, the country club of Jackson, they're pretty similar, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit. But first, let me talk about you know the history of the golf course, kind of how it's set up. So, um, so the country club of Jackson was first established in 1914 by a group of wealthy businessmen. Uh, in the 1960s, it was relocated to its current site, which it is today. Um, in 2008, a guy named John Fott he uh, you know gave the golf course a pretty significant renovation. It's not a Donald Ross golf course, but he wanted to make it a Donald Ross golf golf course. So, uh, you know, as far as John Fott's background, he used to be a PGA tour player, pretty nondescript. He finished fifth in the 1983 PGA championship. Other than that, you know, he was kind of a, a Hudson Swafford, you know, we're just going to keep pile on to that guy. Uh, but afterwards, you know, he developed a pretty nice, uh, golf architecture company. You know, he doesn't have a lot of big names in his portfolio, but one of the biggest names he has in there is a place called pine needles. That's a nice golf course in the Pinehurst area. Um, you know, it's, but you know, other than that, he's, he's developed some pretty fine golf courses. As far as this one, I mean, he did about as good as you can do to this piece of property. You know, there's definitely some Donald Ross features in it and there's some narrow fairways pretty tricky, you know, fairway bunkers. You kind of are a little bit of a nuisance, uh, nice dog legs, some, uh, you know, raised greens, but overall, I mean, it's a pretty flat piece of property. You had to move a lot of dirt in order to kind of I mean, make it's it a down, a swamp down there. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, like it, this is an example of kind of having to force the land in order to be a golf course. And sometimes it doesn't really work out too much, you know, too well. And honestly, I mean, it, it's a pretty unremarkable golf course for a pretty unremarkable tournament. Uh, there's a couple of cool holes. Uh, you know, 15 is drivable par three or par four. Uh, it's 330 yards. Um, there is a, in the layup zone though, there's a pretty large bunker in the fairway narrows. So most of the guys have to go for the green. So that's pretty cool. Uh, 10 is a long par three. It's kind of always tricky, you know, starting off your nine on par three, you know, some of these guys are going to start up on 10 on Thursday. It'll be a little awkward, but you know, overall, um, it's definitely not one of the most uh, exciting golf courses. Not going to really pop on your television screen. So, uh, you know, other than that, that's that's, that's basically it. about it. Can you uh, can you imagine a more racist place in the 1960s than a country club in fucking Mississippi? Oh my god! I mean, th- I mean, I'm surprised. Can you imagine the people who belong to that club? Oh my I'm god. surprised this tournament hasn't been canceled already. <laughs> Holy shit. Like it just, it just dawned on me. I was like 1960s Mississippi. I was always thinking about was Mississippi burning. And that wasn't even in the sixties. That was after the sixties. Fuck. Like <laughs> anyway, <laughs> sorry to our Mississippi listeners. You guys probably don't have phones down there, so it's fine. The, um, <laughs> you know. we're going to get some, uh, we're going to get some, uh, hate now. Uh, maybe we'll see. Whatever. Who cares? <laughs> the, the, um, all right. So DraftKings is, uh, it's pretty top heavy this week. Uh, but before we jump into, uh, to the DraftKings and start breaking down the tiers like we normally do. 
listen, unless you've been living under a rock, uh, you know, the NFL's back, the NBA playoffs are in full swing, which mean only one thing. It's winning season at my bookie, regardless whether you've been betting for years or ready to play for the first time. My bookie is the best bet this season with the biggest online selection of bets and props. They've made it simple to win and easy to withdraw your cash right now. They've got a hundred thousand dollars super contest for only a $10 entry and they're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You'd be crazy not to invest your sports knowledge with that kind of potential in return $10 to win thousands. Sign me up. You can, you too can sign up in my bookie. Just use the promo code SGP to claim your hundred hundred percent deposit match all the way up to a thousand bucks. That means if you put in a hundred, they'll give you another hundred. It's an easy way to jumpstart your bankroll NFL NBA and MLB. They've got it all tap in. So it's never too late to start getting on your winning season exclusively at mybookie.ag. That's mybookie.ag promo code S G P. All right, man. So $10,000 range. Uh, I mean, we only got four now. We only got four. I know. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Only got four. Guys, you knew guys, Louis I, was going to withdraw. Like I had like, to beg Ben Boston Kaepernick <laughs> to do this podcast. He was so heartbroken that Louis was squeezing for Drew. I, I am so sorry. Listen, I'm just happy he did a pre-tournament, right? And didn't didn't show up in Mississippi and and took a took a walk onto the first tee box. I was like, nah, never mind. I'm not going to play because right? that has happened <laughs> to me twice. Um, so yeah, I mean, look, it's a uh, pretty pretty cut dry. Scotty Scheffler, M, Willie Z, and Ben. Been on at ten thousand dollars. All right. So, I mean, obviously, Scheffler, you know, fire before COVID, right? I mean, the dude is just just a monster. Uh, this is a super weak field. The only thing that worries me a little bit about him and his price tag. Obviously, eleven four makes it a little difficult for the builds. Uh, but we'll get into a little bit. There's a ton of guys I like at six k. Ton of guys, which is never a good thing. But there's a ton of guys I love in the six k range. Um, but yeah, Scotty Scheffler at eleven four is tough to make builds. But you know, I mean, he, he's a stud, and you just got to hope that. He was doing something during the layoff, right? And, and keeping himself sharp. Um, Benny Ann's going to be the lowest owned guy. I think Willie Z is probably a little too high priced again. Like, it's just the hype. Like, he did fine. He shot what he needed to do. Uh, when he shot 60, what did he shoot? 65 on Sunday mm-hmm. to, to get his, you know, top 10 um, to try to get that exemption. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, th- I mean, that's it for me. I mean, him, we've talked ad nauseum about him. Like, is he back? Is he back? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the slump, it, it might be over for him. I mean, if you look at some of his ball striking stats, the last two tournaments, he's gained over 11 strokes combined T to green his last two tournaments, you know, in his recent form, he still has that massive week at the Wyndham, you know, it's still pretty recent. Um, you know, the biggest thing, I mean, he's been kind of all over the place since the restart. One of the biggest problems he's had is with his putter, uh, which was generally not really that much of a problem when he first really broke out. But in six of his at, last eight starts on Bermuda greens. He's actually recorded positive strokes game putting. So I think there is a little bit something to the fact that he is a little better at Bermuda golf courses. So he had a close call last year. Uh, you know, he had a week off, you know, in order to rest and recuperate, you know, this could be someone, uh, I mean, I could see him bouncing back. I mean, obviously I love Scotty Scheffler. I've been pounding the table for him for okay. you know months. Yep. I was really heartbroken that both Kepka and Scotty Scheffler withdrew from the US yeah, Open, but that was, that was tough for you. <laughs> that that was that was a that was a tough week for a lot of reasons, <laughs> but but uh, 
but I mean, what, one of the things I, I, I referenced earlier is that there was a lot of similarities between what we saw last week in Corrales and what we're going to see this week. And that it favors longer hitters off the tee because there's a lot of holes where, yes, there's some dog legs, some narrow fairways, but there's a lot of opportunities to cut the dog legs off, really shorten up the holes. Uh, there's a lot of reachable par fives for the longer hitters that can, he can be able to take advantage of. And uh, putting is usually the, a big difference maker at these birdie events. And he tends to ride a pretty streaky putter. It can run really hot, can run really cold. We've seen kind of these streaky longer hitters with streaky putters like a Cam Champ and a Sebastian Munoz. They're the last two winners there. Cody Gribble was also a longer hitter with a streaky putter um, way back when he won. I don't even think he's really around anymore, but that kind of fits the type of mold of player who would do well here. So listen, he's the cream of the crop in this tournament. He is by yep. far the best player. It is pretty expensive. But like you said, the under $7,000 range isn't as gross. There's actually some legitimate PGA tour players who deserve to be there. that are priced that, that way this week. So it's, it's definitely doable for him. Yeah. yeah I mean, really can't argue with it. Like you said, I mean, this is, he's clearly the cream of the crop. There's a reason he's priced up that way. Um, just makes bills kind of tough. You know, you're going to have to skip over an entire range, but whatever, make a couple builds. Right. Uh, Cause we're, I mean, so do you, do you hear about the, the weather? Like it's supposed to be getting some rain this week, which might make it like a wedge fest, which might help out the shorter play shorter hitters at all. Do you get any of that this morning? I, I, I didn't see as far as precipitation. I did see it was going to be a little cooler though. So, yeah, so that they, is, they say, they say they think it's going to rain and they, they think it, it might make it soft. So it might take some of the advantage away from the long hitters just for you guys making the builds. Like maybe you want to do a, a bomb and gouge and then just do uh, do a short hitter just in case. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, listen, like historically longer hitters have done better here, but we're going to talk about a bunch of shorter hitters who also can do well here. I mean, it's a pretty weak field. There's not many guys who had this elite elite length off the tee. So you're, you're not gonna be able to just load on all bombers to begin with. I mean, you're going to have a pretty good mix of players um, in your lives this week too. Yeah. All right. So $9,000 range, pretty, uh, pretty big. We're not going to go through every single name here. Um, we got some popular ones like Burns, Redmond, um, old guys like Zach Johnson long who did good last week. Um, and then some names that, you know, from uh, well, Connors. I mean, he took a nice big price drop and then uh, a price drop rather Chess Reedy, Luke list for telly. Um, I mean, who you, who your favorite plays out of here. And I feel like if you're attacking that 10 K range, you know, you're probably going to end up skipping over this range and, and dropping down to the eights. Yeah. I mean, unless you go for like, I mean, Zalatoris is what 10,200. You could probably squeeze yeah. another guy, you know, in the 9,000 range. I mean, the only problem is the guys I like in this range are the upper tier of this $9,000 range. The guys I don't really like are at the lower tier. So yeah, that makes it a little tough. Um, I mean, I love Sam Burns again. I know he's going to be chalky, but uh, you know, he played a lot better than the results showed last week. He yeah, just it looks like he just really, had a wicked bad third round, right? Yeah. I don't know what happened. Maybe he just hit the, uh, the, you know, the bar a little bit too much on Friday, <laughs> right. uh, but I mean, rounds one, two, and four he shot 14 under combined. And then round three shot 78. Yeah. Kind of like, remember what Matthew Wolf did back at the, at TBC Boston. He had like oh, really yeah. good three rounds and then just completely crapped the bed in that third round to kind of ruin it. Um, you know, I mean, this is again, a golf course that, you know, I mean, theoretically suits, you know, some of his strengths, uh, you know, he's a good putter. He's a little longer off the tee. Uh, I think he can bounce back at this place. Uh, you know, doc Redman, I think he's, he's always a pretty popular play, but he's just long enough off the tee in order to give him a little advantage. He's a pretty good putter. He's getting 1.2 strokes, uh, on the field over his last four tournaments. I like him too. Um, Zach Johnson, Brian Harmon are basically the same type of player. You know, they're okay. Tee to green, but they just, you know, they get really lights out with their putter. They can get to the high teens score 
um, that's needed in order to win. Uh, both of them have been playing pretty well lately too. So I like them. And then, you know, just moving to the bottom of this range, it's just not a whole lot to get excited about. Corey Connors was a guy that, I sh- you know, I, I didn't like him last week. He right. put me right. He actually, you know, broke my little slump of uh, the big short there, but <laughs> that's right. Not, that's so right. that was pretty good. Um, you know, Luke list. I mean, I think part of the appeal last week, he played well at Corrales, but part of the appeal with DFS was that, you know, him and Corey Connors are basically the same player, but Luke list is about a thousand dollars. Yeah. Now they're about the same price. So, I mean, if it, there's, there are a lot of guys who are pretty good ball strikers, can't putt that are a little cheaper. That you could, if you just like that type this week, there's definitely you, guys you know, go that. for that. And then, you know, like somebody like Ches Reeve, I mean, every time he seems like he's popular, he always, you know, disappoints people. I, he's not a very good fit for the golf course either. I think Dylan Fratelli is getting a little bit of buzz this week. You know, he's playing okay lately, but I don't, I don't think he's like a good fit for the golf course either. You know, other than that, I mean, Adam Long's a fine player. Um, you know, he kind of let one get away from him last week. You know, yeah. he did. He, 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 I mean, look, like I said, I didn't watch a shit ton of the right. So basically whatever I got was secondhand for people, but you know, people said he played well, box score looked good. Um, but like you said, there's no shot game data. There's nothing like we have no idea how he did good, uh, which is kind of a problem with him being priced up at 9,500. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, if you kind of look at some of the players you did last week, you got to look at just the rudimentary statistics, you know, driving distance, greens and regulation, plus per green regulation. Um, I mean, they don't tell you much. Um, like it's kind of a guessing game as far as, Oh, he finished about like average in putts per green regulation. It, it tells you nothing. So, um, I mean, for a guy like Adam long though, good player, it really just depends on how he's going to bounce back. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, so uh, based on ownership, Redmond burns, super chalky. Uh, I mean, those guys are going to be 25% or more owned. Um, Connors is still going to get some ownership. Uh, and it looks like Reezy. Um, Munez looks like he's getting overlooked at that 9,900 price. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, listen. I mean, it's a defending champion, so I know. I hate. I always hate taking that. The yeah, I mean, that's. But it also makes you an idiot too. Like, who says they can't? One has nothing to do with the other. You know what I mean? It was a year ago. Like, yeah, and, and he could come and he out did, and blow it away again. He did play pretty well during the FedEx Cup playoffs. I mean, yeah. that was a, we're a couple of weeks removed from that. I think he didn't do very well at the U.S. Open, but I mean, no one really did well at the U.S. Open. So, I mean, yeah, I just like. I mean, he's nine nine hundred bucks. If if I'm if I want to go that high. I mean, I like Zalatoris a little better than you this week, and he's only 300 bucks more expensive. Sam Burns is right there at $100 less. So I think maybe just because of where he is in the pricing, I think there's just some sexier names. You know, and he, that's maybe that's why he's overlooked. Yeah, and I feel like I mean, with a tournament like this, like whatever, eat the chalk if it's a good chalk. Like if you believe in that golfer and you know the stats are, are backing him up, and you think that he's going to do it, eat the chalk. Differentiate somewhere else, right? Differentiate in the in the eight, seven, six k range, right? Scatter shot some guys down the six k. Eat the good chalk. Um, don't just fade a play just for ownership reasons if it's the right fucking play, right? Um, so I mean that makes sense to me. Um, so the eight k range, uh, obviously this it's this is funny to me. Like you you see bigger names in here like Sergio and, and Stenson and shit. And they're like a thousand dollars less than uh, some of these guys who I consider just like not great golfers. You know what I mean? And maybe it's just the name value I hold on to uh, for some of these guys. Uh, but yeah, so Stenson, I kind of like this week. I think maybe he's warmed up a little bit. He didn't do terrible last week. He was still top 25. He came in, warmed up the week prior to that. Maybe he's getting in a little groove and he's clearly got the pedigree of being one of the best golfers in this field. Right. And he could do it. Yeah. I mean, like, so, so you, you talked about earlier about how it was, it's hard to kind of figure out how these guys score. And actually Stenson was a guy I looked at because you know, he finished T 21. He was, he was yeah, okay. So, fine. so I, I looked at just his rudimentary stats and I honestly could not figure out how he finished T 21. I mean, he was about field average 
as far as putting, you know, he hit a lot of fairways, hit a lot of greens, but I mean, it just, it, it doesn't really tell you all that much as far as like how he did. So How's um, he on Bermuda? I mean, typically he's pretty good. I mean, he won the Wyndham a few years ago. Right. Uh, he always plays well at Sawgrass. Uh, he plays, I think he plays pretty well at the Valspar. I mean, those are kind of like similar yeah. golf courses to this, as far as like narrow fairways, iron plays a premium. So, right. so if it is going to be kind of a little bit more, you know, of an iron fest, you know, just with the weather, he's definitely right. someone to gravitate, gravitate to. I, I, I don't know. I mean, just, he's just something's just kind of missing. Yeah. yeah. He's just kind of mad. I mean, just like he's getting older now. Right. This is a birdie fest. His putter is really, Hit or miss, so mostly miss. Yeah, you know, most mostly miss. <laughs> mostly miss. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, some of, I mean, some of the guys I like this week are guys I liked last week, uh, just because they fit the same attributes as you know what Corrales was. You know, Pat Perez, uh, you know, he played okay. I mean, he had it going for a little bit, but he, I think he faded a little bit on the weekend. Uh, Patrick Rogers showed pretty nicely. He was t eleven. Uh, I think Sunday didn't go as good for him, but he was in the mix. Uh, you know, Zinjun Zhang. You know. Uh, Representing the Zang gang pretty well. Zang. Yeah, he was a guy I liked this week, and he's about 400 bucks cheaper uh, this week. So I think he know. played well until Sunday. It sounded like, from everything that I've read and listened to, it sounded like he just kind of let, like he's another one who kind of let it get away on Sunday. Yeah, he, he was hanging in the top 10 for most of the week, and then last week kind of, you know, it, it got away from him. I mean, like the, the statistical darling of this range, and probably the chalkiest play is Cam Davis at yeah, baby. Uh, 8,100 bucks. I mean, just, he fits all the attributes you want. You know, if you're, if you are building a model, he's right there. And, and I, I think that's like, it's, there's not really any narratives driving his ownership. I think just people are just smarter now as far as what the you know resources yep. they use. And I think they see that he has been playing pretty well lately. He, a lot of the attributes needed to play well in this tournament that works there. You know, he tends to, you know, check a lot of boxes for me. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really high ownership just because of, he is very boom bust. This could go very wrong. I've seen it go very wrong when his ownership has been really high. Yeah. So from a betting perspective, I like him more than DFS. He'll still make his way into a couple lines because I can differentiate a little bit, but yeah. just buyer beware because it could go <laughs> very wrong for you. Very quickly. Yes. <laughs> very quickly, too. He does have those blow up holes. That was like uh, your boy, uh, Gordon, who uh, initially fucked me last weekend for putting the first hole. I was like, yep, there we go. Good stat. Screw I mean, him. was that even was that even real? The scoreboard was so messed yeah, up that whole week. Yeah, it's fake. It's fake. That's what I was banking <laughs> on too. I was like, maybe these scores will change by the end of the day. No, they did not. It, uh, it did dramatically for in the first round. We saw some guys who like were supposedly first round leader yeah. and then dropped a minus, minus one, one after they got the scoring time. What the hell exactly. is going on? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, whatever they're manually putting it in, there's probably a language barrier down there too. Like who fucking knows? Like whatever. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. It was probably the most entertaining thing of the tournament was watching people freak the fuck out on Twitter on Thursday about their first round leader bets fucking going to poof, God, just like that. Yeah. Like, like, like a guy I was kicking myself on Thursday was Chris Kirk. Cause I kind of liked him, but I just, I didn't go in and I saw he was like minus something like, Oh man, I should have. And then all of a sudden, they posted the final score and dropped to like minus one. Yeah, exactly. I think he didn't even make the weekend either. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> so yeah, that was probably the most entertaining thing for me is just watching people freak out on uh, on Thursday because uh, misery loves company and I lost all my money by Friday. Um, <laughs> so uh, there's other guys to get to in here. You don't want anything to do with Sergio. I mean, he's a putt and shit show. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel like a hard pass on him. See woo. I mean, it's a roller coaster like always with that dude, but. I mean, has has the bubble burst on him? I mean, I feel like it kind of did the the week 
the week you called it. Like he didn't do well that week. You know what I mean? So yeah, I, 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 I think it's like you said, he is very up and down and you, you know, when he's riding hot, no, he just when he's trying to put his irons, he's sticking everything within four fucking feet, every single hole. You know what I mean? But then when he's not, it's nowhere close to four feet. No, so. it's, it's, it's not pretty then. So I think maybe you let other people go his direction. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's fine for a GPP, right? Because you, if he does get high, you do want a little piece of him, but I wouldn't overweight your lineups with him at all. He's, he's kind of low ownership too. So that kind of makes me want to jump on low ownership. I don't know. I, I, I saw him around like 10%, which is, I mean, a lot of these guys aren't very chalky in this range, but I think that was one yeah. of the higher ones in this range. I mean, it's not outrageous or crazy, but right. you know, so let's yeah. So he's sitting at, Oh, he actually, as I say that, so the Tuesday night numbers, he's actually, he was sitting at eight yesterday and now he's at 12. So yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Pat Perez is sitting at six though. Yeah. So. No, I mean, I, I think a lot of the guys, uh, I think Patrick Rogers might have a little higher ownership, but yeah, Pat Perez is someone who probably is going to ha- see an ownership dip because I think he was pretty high last week. So what's that? Did Bud Cauley withdraw? Did he? That's news to me. Yeah, me too. It's, it's uh, so I was just looking at the ownership. It says WD next to his name, so I think he's out. That's, that's too bad. He was playing well lately. Yeah, I mean, he's he, out. He, he doesn't. He's not really a good quote unquote course fit because he's not very long. He's not a good putter, but he was playing well lately. That's too bad. Yeah, that's funny because I was like, huh? I was like, uh, I was like, all right, because he was sitting at kind of low ownership early, and then it was like, and now it's at one. I'm like, what? Oh, withdraw. Mm-hmm. Oh. Okay. All right. So uh, we don't need to talk about him. Um, uh, uh, I mean, so Zang gang, I guess, give me your two favorite out of here. Yeah. I mean, I'm still really high on Patrick Rogers. Uh, I'll talk about him a little bit later. And then, you know, probably uh, Zinjin Zang. I, I, okay. I just, I, I've always had a soft spot for him. So I, uh, even though he's a, a, a pretty big cheater, if you uh, know his, uh, his past history. But no, no, no. Fill me in. What? What? what no. Happened? So basically he was accused of, uh, changing scorecards uh, like multiple times when he was playing over the PG tour China. And I think he was suspended for six months over there. They I call mean, him the, uh, the, somebody wasn't forcing him to do that with his family at gunpoint in China. I mean, how can you blame that specific guy? man? <laughs> I mean, I don't know the specific circumstances, but apparently they used to call him the bad boy of golf over there. Really? Yeah. That is a dangerous, so. that was a dangerous country to be doing anything like that. They just sent some fucking kindergarten teacher to death today. Uh, she poisoned some kids or something. So there's your random news fact from capper. Sorry. Wow, this, this took <laughs> a really dark turn. <laughs> Guys, we're a light golf podcast. Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, man, it's fucking, it's COVID. The fucking debate is about that is literally like two minutes started. Like I can already hear the noise in my living room and I'm like, ugh, like, uh, it's fucking, I just want, I just want this fucking year to be over Steve. That's what I want. We're on to, we're on to Cincinnati guys. Fucking uh, <laughs> old dick bag. DeSantis down here is literally opening everything up. Like all the bars are packed. Fucking no mass. It's like, yep, here we go. Fucking Florida. Yay. Um, <laughs> so what's uh, the, the definition of insanity is to keep doing the same thing over and over. And then, you know, Dude, the, not, the, not, and man, like the videos all over Twitter, all these fucking idiots packed into bars like sardines and fucking sweating and spitting all over each other. I was like, ah, fuck. I was like, now it's, now it's, I feel like, whatever. This is not a political podcast. And, but I guess what? <laughs> a mask isn't political, assholes. Wear a fucking mask. All right, that's it. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to get a one star rating now. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> whatever, man, I don't care. Um, all right, man. So before we start getting into the, the 7 and 8K range, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, talk to you about bet. QL, right? So, uh, so 
the, their best bet algorithm scans thousands of data points to give you the best bet recommendation for every game. It gives you the reason why you should place the bet. Um, it also shows you the top best bets that have been the most profitable uh, to make sure that you're cashing in. BetQL has shop data from the, for the M- MLB, NBA, and NHL and NFL. So if you want an inside edge for who the pros are backing, you need to check out BetQL. If you live in Jersey, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Colorado, or West Virginia, you can claim exclusive offers for sportsbook and use BetQL's data to make the right bet. Head over to the App Store or Google Play Store to download BetQL. You can also head to betql.co, enter code SGP20 for 20% off your first subscription. All right. So, all right. So this is like uh, this is this is the range where I feel like there's a lot of value, right? Seven, seven, six K range. Like I feel like lots of value, lots of at least name recognition. Some guys that are playing good that I feel like we we can get some, you know, get some get some good stands down here, man. Um, at the price. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think kind of like last week, I, I like the seven to $8,000 range a little better than the 8,000, 9,000 hour range. And you know, it's, it's basically a trend continues this week. A lot of guys I like last week are now down in this range and I like them for the same reasons, even though they didn't play as well last week, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give them a pass for last week and, you know, move forward. So, you know, Sepp Straka, 7,700 bucks. Um, you know, he started off really good at Punta Cana. He was first round leader. I think he ended up finishing at minus seven. So he just, Really, the next three rounds just basically did nothing. Uh, looking at some of the stats from the tournaments, um, you know, his putting stats were about average. You know, it was too great. He missed a lot of greens in relation to everybody else, but he still hit about 69% clip. And I mean, they're pretty easy hit greens, so it's not all that impressive. So he'll need to show better there, but still has a lot of the attributes I'm looking for. Long hitter, really good putter. I'm going to go back to him this week. Tom Lewis, um, I don't think he's going to be have a lot of ownership just because he's pretty pretty bad lately. But if you're looking for a guy who's pretty long hitter, you know, can you know get kind of decently hot with a putter, tends to play play pretty well in Bermuda. He did finish T two in Memphis at the WGC, so he does have a little bit of upside there. Like him too, uh, Taylor Gooch. He's been very boomer. Yeah, I mean, he's been very boomer bust. He's got four top twenty five finishes in his last eight starts, but he also has three missed cuts. Um, I mean, like, you know, I mean, he's got enough length for the golf course, de- decent enough putter. You know, he, he's also demonstrated to be in the mix at a lot of times in the past, like year and a half. I remember seeing him like, you know, on Saturday or Sunday, kind of be in the upper half of the leaderboard there. Right. So, I mean, in a weaker field, you know, I, I kind of picture him as the type of guy who might, you know, kind of, uh, end up winning like one of these silly season events. So he's a candidate. Silly season events. That's the episode. That is the name of the episode, man. You just did it. We're not just doing an episode, whatever the hell we're on. We're doing silly season events. I mean, get ready for like an hour, like seven or eight of these. This fall. Yeah. Oh, listen. All of them are silly season. Listen, but I feel like this is the this is the time where you know, look. Granted, you're not getting your you're not getting your soft money typically in these in these golf contests, right? Uh, but this is the time where you can uh, you definitely make your bets, right? Because bookmakers aren't paying attention uh, to this fucking tournament when they're laying their numbers. They got so much action with college football, NBA, um, NFL, every thing going on right now. Like this is when you catch them sleeping. This is when you get a good number, you find the value and, and you attack in this type of shit. And we use our degenerate beings by doing this, doing the research and data and everything else that nobody else is doing right now. And you take advantage of it when you can take advantage of it, you take advantage of the books, uh, DFS. This is not, like I said, there's not going to be any soft money in DFS right now. Cause nobody's getting into this. That isn't a golf nerd. Um, but you know, you can say the same thing. I mean, you can still, you can still grind and make some money in this type of stuff. But. Oh yeah, definitely. And like we said last week, I mean, if you, if you do your homework and kind of really study the golf course and how it plays and you know, you can definitely get a group of guys who probably are a little undervalued compared to the market and, uh, you know, ride that. 
Right. Yeah. yeah, I agree. All right. So, uh, so yeah, so I, I love, I like Gooch just cause of his name. I think that's really one of the reasons why I find a guy, the same thing. I saw him on like a Saturday and I was like, ah, Gooch. All right, let's go. Let me follow this dude. It's that simple for me to become a fan of you. Uh, but yeah, you're right. He's playing well. Tringali, uh, is somebody who I really like. I've heard a lot of buzz about him, everything I've read. Um, I mean, he pops in all the models. So I don't know. Talk to me a little about Tringali. No, he definitely does. He's, he's one of these attribute darlings. He's the longer hitter. He's a good putter. I mean, surprisingly, he's never won at, on the professional level in any level, like not even on the corn Ferry tour. And he's been around for a decade. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he hasn't won a single tournament in, in, I like as that. a professional. I like yeah. That I, I mean, listen, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, some of these silly season events, that's where guys kind of break out. And it seems like he's due though. So I, I mean, mean a I, decade, I mean, uh, dude, that's a long time to go without winning. That's like your, it's like your, I don't know. I mean, whatever, man, look, he's always obviously fucking good enough that he's still on the tour for after 10 years. Right. So yeah, he, I mean, I, th- I guess we don't really need him to win at 7,300. Uh, no, you don't, you need like a top 10. I mean, I think his odds are like 80 to one or hundred one this week. So if you want to throw like a little, sure. you know, random, like, you know, what the hell bet at him, I think you can do that. Um, you know, right, right below him too, is another guy I liked last week. Didn't play very well. Christopher Ventura. I'm going to go back to well with him again. I like him for the same reasons. I liked him last week. I think he just didn't have a very good tournament. Uh, he'll need to uh, putt better. His irons better than we did last week. I think he can do that and bounce back. So I'll go with him there. Um, I, I, I had a long conversation with Will Gordon this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I uh, called the hitman and I called him off. I said we don't need to you know do that. I'll uh, you know can you refund me my Bitcoin so we can <laughs> so we can uh, cancel that transaction. But yeah, listen, he was absolutely horrendous in Punta Cana. Did not get out to a good good start. He's uh, seventy one hundred bucks this week. He's gonna be a lot less owned. I'm willing to forgive and you know maybe ride him not as heavily as I did last week, but. You know, I'll still recommend again. And then JB Holmes is 7,000 bucks. I mean, he, he's been really quiet this year just because he was injured. He had the shoulder injury played at the Safeway a couple weeks ago. Hits had some really good ball striking numbers. Didn't putt very well. Uh, I think, I mean, he's got winning upside. I mean, we've seen him do it. He's, if he's at his best, he's probably one of the most accomplished players in this range. Yeah. And you know, he kind of fits a profile, a little bit of a player who do well here. So I, I think I, I you know, it's 7,000, but he's definitely going to make some lineups of mine this week. I refuse to play him because of how fucking slow he plays. Well, I mean, you're not going to watch this tournament anyways, right? Well, that's, that's fair. But here's what I do do, which is funny. This is like, so like if you guys are doing showdowns or whatever, like whenever the pairings come out, who's playing with them? I, like you can look to, to, to shoot, like they're going to shoot over. Cause these guys are not used to playing this slow. You, you see his partners like melt down and do not play well because of how long he takes and it throws them out of their rhythm. Um, uh, it's actually not, it's not a bad strategy. Like it's really not <laughs> like, like you, you can, you can be like, Oh, he's playing with him. Uh, he's not in my DFS pool anymore. Like it really does. It messes these guys up. Yeah. I think someone actually did a study of what people, what uh, everybody his playing partners scoring average was. And it was definitely above average on the PGA yeah. tour. Just I mean, he does put everybody on tilt. I think, you know, he put JT on tilt. Oh yeah. I know he put Brooks. I will say I'm definitely not a fan of JB at all. I think one of the, my, the best highlights I've ever seen of him was when he was in contention at the open championship uh, in 2019 and then just hooked one straight out of bounds, the opening tee shot and on his way to, I think at 86 to go from second to like 63rd on the final day. Oh, it that's a lot. That's a lot of pounds in uh, euros that he lost. <laughs> yeah, for real that, uh, yeah. 
Oh, that also makes me feel bad for the two. That's a lot of fucking. Oof, that's a lot of cake to lose. They um, yeah. dropped that much in the tournament. Um, yeah. So I mean, uh, I, I mean, I don't think there's any real fades in this area, right? I mean, the ownership's so spread out around here. The, the highest owned guy is going to be Tringali based on projections. Um, other than that, pick your guy, make your stand, and uh, you know you can even uh, sprinkle in a couple. Like I said, uh, all right. So under six K last week was fucking gross. This week, I like a lot of guys, which yeah. is never ever good um, that if, that I'm like, Ooh, yeah, he's good. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Wes Bryan shank who I, who I liked last week, who you talked me off. Um, <laughs> well, like, guess what? Guess where, I know, where, did I, he, where did he finish? It doesn't matter. He made the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Congratulations. Maybe I would have been cast instead of blanked. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, um, I think then, when you, I, when you ripped me on Slack, I think he was like minus five at that point. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah. yeah, he was plus one from that very. Uh, I know, I'm aware. So calm, they, um, calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. The, yeah, I was mad about it at the moment. I don't know if you know this about me, but I pretty much just act before I, uh, before I think about anything. The um, everything's a big deal at that moment. Um, <laughs> um, and then we got Duffner. I love Duffner. Uh, me and Tommy uh, followed him around one year at uh, TPC with his girlfriend. Walk, follow him around. He's a pretty funny dude, and I've been rooting for that dude ever since this collapsed. Man, like, had this hot, smoking hot wife. All of it, like it looks like worse than I do, <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, he's out there with the smoking hot wife, winning majors. All of a sudden, divorce starts happening. His game goes to shit. So I, I root for that dude just because I'm like, come on, man, like get back to where you were, you know what I mean? That type of stuff. I love Duff, and he's been playing good lately, man. I think he's a gem down here. Um, uh, Davis Riley, apparently he's Will Z Light. I'm not gonna pretend like I fucking have ever watched him play. Um, I mean, or- that's a little, that's even disrespectful. I think he's he's a very good player. He had basically just as good of a year on the Corn Ferry Tour as, as Zalatoris did. The the difference is Zalatoris finished T6 of the U.S. Open, and Davis Riley got completely blown out to sea at right. Wingfoot. But I mean, Wingfoot, you know, like, yeah, I mean, how are you gonna hold that against a kid? You know what I mean? No, like- you, you can't. I mean, he's basically the same type of player. He's a really long hitter, good iron player. He's actually a better, a little better putter than Zalatoris was on the corn Ferry tour. So, you know, I mean, that's, that's a guy, I mean, I'm going to like this week. I I'm a little worried just because like, it's going to get to the point where you have all these pundits and experts be like, Oh, you know, Davis Riley, Yeah. You know, they think they're being edgy, but then they're actually turning him into chalk just by yeah, he's, dude, he's already, he's already at fucking 10% projected. Is, wow. Really? <laughs> it happens fast. Life comes at you fast. Yeah, let me check. Actually, I didn't a lot, check, lot, I didn't lot check of lot of a lot of copy of the guys there. Uh, I mean, like, listen, I agree with Jason Duffner. Like, I have a soft spot for him too, just because he won his major in my hometown. I saw him do it oh, here nice. at Oak Hill. Yeah, I mean, listen, he played great that tournament. Uh, unfortunately, that was the uh, the uh, birth of the Baba Booey guy. Was the 2013 oh. PJ Championship? Oh my, that was a miserable fan experience. <laughs> that was that was the. Worse, it was Baba Booey guy, mashed potato guy, and I remember I because I, I went home for the final round because I, I wanted to watch the afternoon, and right. poor Jim Furyk on fifteen laced this tee shot, and I think he was only like one back, and one guy screamed mashed potatoes in the middle of his backswing, and the look he shot the camera, he just looked around, <laughs> and just this puzzled, disgusted look. It was, uh they, they, it was so bad all week. But anyways, um. Back to Duffner. I mean, you're right. He has gained one stroke per round on the field over his last four tournaments. The only one of the only red flags with him is he's an awful putter, and he his last tournament he gained like five shots on the field putting. So you know me with my putting regression. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna say that, but I mean, listen, he's an accomplished golfer. Yeah, absolutely. you know, I mean, he, he's actually you know 
unlike a lot of guys we saw last week in this range, he actually deserves to be on the PJ tour. So I like right. him too. You know, Mark Harbert, I mean, he's someone who I think is going to win one of these fall series events. He hasn't been playing well lately, but I could see him kind of showing well here. Uh, I like the talent uh, with him. You know, he's pretty good. You know, Wes Bryan, you mentioned him. He is chocolate. So that's a little dangerous, but the price tag is really good just because 6,300. Yeah. So if you want to build a shuffler lineup, yeah, put a Wes Bryan in there. Yeah. That, that is really good. And that's why you. he's, that's why he's going to be chalk, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. Because people who are going to be doing that go down there and look They're like, Oh, Wes Bryan, which is fine. Whatever. If mm. he's a good play, it's a good play. And uh, he's, I think he's seriously mispriced 6,300. Like, yeah, I mean, like his ball string number is pretty good. The problem is, it just it's such a limited sample size, so I mean, it could really go either way. But you know, um, you know so some other like swing and miss, boom bust guys, probably got some low ownership types. You know, a Doug Gim, a Bo Hogue, Nick Watney, Wyndham I'm Clark. I'm never playing Bo Hogue, bro. Ever. <laughs> He's been playing well lately. I don't care. <laughs> He's a poor man's Taylor Gooch. Although Bo Hogue in Mississippi might play well. I have no idea if he's from the South, but he sounds like he could be from Mississippi. He sounds like an Auburn fan. He does sound like an Auburn fan. Yeah. <laughs> is he? Is he <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> I, I have no idea, but he sounds like someone who would be an Auburn fan. Oh, well, let's yeah. go. Maybe he can be terribly uh, Jason Duffner. They can, uh, they can just <laughs> chat about the, uh, the tigers. And uh, right. anyway, so like, you know, some other guys, you know, Wyndham Clark, Keith Mitchell, Scott Harrington, he actually started out pretty well at the uh, corrals last week kind of faded JJ spawn Aaron wise. I mean, like I've always been a sucker for him just because I saw him win the Byron Nelson a couple of years ago. He won the NCAA came into the PJ tour with so much hype yeah. and just, I don't it's, know what happened to him. He's just been really bad. Like I think he's golf, missed golf, like golf's hard. Golf golf's is hard as we hard, both man. know golf is hard, <laughs> but I, I think he's missed like six of the last seven cuts, but the one cut he made, he finished like T eight at the Barracuda. I mean, and so, look, and these guys are scratch tickets anyway down here, except for Killer Keith, man. He's another guy who was fucking grossly mispriced. It's on Bermuda. I play Killer Keith blindly on Bermuda all the time. Wasn't he bad last week, though? Didn't he miss a cut? I don't remember. I had so many guys. I mean, cut. that's possible. The, uh, yeah. I mean, well, that was. A- that was past Pollen though. Exactly. So it it's not Bermuda. It's not Bermuda. The uh, I don't know. I, so you like you like I I made some money with Keith Mitchell, so he holds a spot in my heart. Um, and so he's a guy that always looks at me. I like Nate Walkney too. Uh, his sister's super hot. Used to be the uh, sideline reporter for uh, for the Red Sox before she moved to the MLB Network. Um, and it, he had the COVID scare, and he was playing good before that too, right? What did he What has he done since he come back from COVID? Honestly, not much. I mean, he doesn't really pop from a stat standpoint as far as recent form or long-term form, but he is one of those guys, he's a longer hitter, a good putter. Yeah. So if you're looking for one of those cookie cutter golf course fits, yeah. you know, he kind of fits the mold. Hey man, like I said, scratch offs down here just to fit in the big guys up top that we like. Um, you know, we, we, I mean, you get, if you really, in reality, you can go real stars and scrubs. I mean, you can do two 10 K plus players and two six K uh, players and you can still make a decent lineup out of it. You know, if one of these guys makes it through the cot. Um, yeah. I mean like last week, the Corrales, like there really was no such thing as stars and scrubs. Cause they're all just scrubs. Uh, scrubs. Just this scrubs. week there are actual legitimate stars right. out there that you could do that. Yeah. I mean, I seriously, everybody, everybody above 10 K. I mean, really, if you, you, if you think about it, like, I mean, you can dip down on the nines like this, this legit, like PGA talent in that price range, you know what yeah. I mean? Like the good golfers. So oh, for sure. They up for them. Figure out the rest. Yeah, you're not fighting for Grayson Murray at 6,800 bucks. Oh, I think he finished dead last last week. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, like yeah, how is he 6,800 and and uh, Brian 63? 
How does, it makes no sense. I don't understand the algorithm sometimes. I'm like, whatever, good. It gives us some inefficiencies that we can take advantage of, but like that's weird. Like, and there's some weird price drops this week too. Um, I don't know if we really ta- tackled any of them, but there's definitely guys who dropped for no apparent reason who did better last week, and, and all of a sudden their price is lower in basically the same field. So mm-hmm. whatever. What it is. Um, all right. So before we get to the betting section uh, and uh, you do your big short, um, I want to let you know that we're uh, brought to you by Ace Per Head. Have you ever thought about starting your own sports book, but don't know how? Ace Per Head is there to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 with some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to Ace Per Head dot com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. All right, man. So uh you hit on your big short last week. I did. Uh, this Finally. Off the, off the schneid. <laughs> off the schneid, baby. That's it. Slump buster. You brought home the three hundred and fifty pound girl from the bar. That's it. Let's go. <laughs> All right. I mean if we're gonna compare well, that's what a slump buster is, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so as far as my big short this week, I, you know, we mentioned him as I think the bubbles burst on him. And I mean, this isn't like a huge short. There's not really a whole lot of guys that like I've like up at the top there. I'm really bearish for, but you know, see Woo Kim, I, I see his ownership, you know, like you said, climbing above that 10% range. I think some people are kind of remembering a little too fondly about what he did at the Wyndham and, you know, some of the good terms he had back then has been very good lately. Doesn't have that great of a history at country club at Jackson either. Uh, I think that's going to be a guy who probably bombs out of the tournament early and ends up missing the cut. So he's my big short this week. All right. That makes me sad inside. <laughs> womp, womp. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. All right. So who do you like for your outrights? Well, I mean, I'm going to go back to the well, Sam Burns again, just because he fits the golf course and I'm going to ignore the round three last week, the Corrales. I think that was a little bit of a fluke. The guy's really talented. I think he can win on the PJ tour. He's got all the tools needed to do it. You know, Cam Davis, I like more from a betting perspective instead of a DFS perspective. I think he's, he's around 55 to one sixty yeah. to one yeah, he's at the end of the day, the guy had five. Yeah. I mean, the guy is really talented. He's a young player too. He won, I think the Australian open at as like a teenager, which is, was a really good Aussie tournament with a bunch of good names in it. So, I mean, the guy has a a lot of potential. I like him too. Uh, Patrick Rogers played well last week. I I think he can play well again this week. He's a guy who has been around the block. Seems like he probably should have won a tour tournament right now. And I think he can do it. Um, Taylor Gooch is 101. I think we mentioned that like he's been in the mix a lot. Eventually I think he's going to knocked down the door. I like him too. And then JB Holmes, I know we both hate him. But he's 150 to one this week. Yeah. And I, I, for, I mean, for his caliber. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like, listen, it's not that tough of a field. If he's really over the shoulder injury, if he can put a little better into the safe way, I think he could definitely win this week. Yeah. So uh, for my longer shots, uh, we didn't talk about him at DFS, uh, but Keegan is definitely, uh, everybody knows I love Keeks. Keeks is a uh, Keeks is a hundred to one uh, posted in this one, 10 to one uh, like both of those guys. Um, I, I just think, I don't know, whatever, dude. I mean, you're getting, you're taking long odds here. Uh, you're throwing your bullets. I like Zhang at 55 to one. I like Davis 55 to one um, and Redmond at 33 to one. That's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I I like all those picks yeah. except for Keegan. I mean, that's just from. Don't you heart. say you don't like Keegan, man? Come on, man. I was I was nice to you about your Giants. You were you were nice. Uh, you hear how angry I am today, and I was nice about he, your Giants. He he he's <laughs> Keegan is a great ball striker. 
Yeah, exactly. Good long iron player. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Nothing else really. Um, all right, man. I guess that's it. Kind of a short one this week. Not much to talk about. Um, Wait, uh, do you have any like uh, matchups or any position oh, props yeah. at all? all right. See, look at me. Yeah. Uh, um, all right. Let's see. Go ahead. I'm pulling mine up now. Go ahead. Well, I mean, so so it worked out last week. I, I so there's a couple guys whose outright odds were a little short for my you know for my taste, but I bet them on top ten. So. You know, last week we worked out Mackenzie Hughes. This week I'm going to go with Scotty Scheffler. He's 10 to one to win this tournament. Just, I mean, I just, I can't in just like kind of silly, you know, early season tournament that just doesn't have as big stakes, but you get a top 10 of plus 140 on him. So I, I, I like that. Uh, Sepp Straka, I'm not going to go with the outright win just because that might've been a little ambitious, you know, to do that in this tournament. There's a little better guys in this tournament than last week, but you get him top 20 plus 350. I like that too. Uh, and as far as matchups go, um, you know, Charles Schwartzel is playing pretty well lately. I mean, he's, he's got that like, weird, oh. goofy PXG putter. It looks like it's, so he weird. got put on backwards. It was just like one of those, uh, you know, it's, it's like, a, it's, it's like a uh, used sports store that got glued back together or yeah. Or like it was just, it was a error in one of them at the factory store. So they'd said like a deep discount on like, you know, my golf bitter or something. But anyways, you get him, you get him plus one and a half strokes over Nick Taylor. I think Nick Taylor is a favorite over him just because he's won the Sanderson before, but he's been playing kind of garbage lately. So I like getting one half strokes on him and then Sepp Straka plus one and a half strokes. I'm going to go back to, well, I'm a little too heavy on Sepp Straka apparently, <laughs> but I'm gonna get, yeah, exactly. Wrong. That never goes wrong at all. Uh, but I'm going to get a plus one and a half strokes over Tom Lewis. You know, I like Tom Lewis, but you know, just looking at his overall short-term trends, not very good. I think Sepp Straka can at least keep it within a shot and a half of him. you know, during the tournament. Cool. I like it. It's not bad. Uh, I like Rogers over McCarthy. Uh, just the straight money line. Uh, uh, you 135, whatever. It's not too bad. Juices, juices to juice. But I like, uh, oh, where'd it go? I like, uh, I had it written down. I, I, so I like him over your boy Scheffler. I think I'm getting, yeah, I think I'm getting like plus 160. Where the hell did it go? That's not bad. I, I like Sanjay this week. Yeah. So I like just because it's like, all right. So uh, it's like, all right, it's he's, he's on a break. Like maybe he comes back a little rusty. I think M needed the fucking week off. Um, so, you know, whatever I'm getting plus money for two of the best golfers up there. That'll be fun to watch. Um, but I, I like, uh, I like, but I actually like Scotty over Willie Z um, at one and a half strokes. Uh, and so Ooh. I'm only paying one ten. Okay. So uh, I am uh, I am fading the Willie Z narrative at least on at least on the betting card still be in my DFS shit but uh, yeah man other than that that's pretty much what I like um, anything else to add man I mean other than that I mean come to the Slack channel right I mean that's about it Steve's dropping knowledge like serious knowledge for showdown slates every single week uh, well la- last week I did because I had nothing to work with well yeah we supposed <laughs> to do with that you know but, what but, I mean? like, but, but this week, week we'll be well, back yeah, yeah th- this week I'll actually have the strokes gain data so I can actually properly break down where the field is <laughs> I mean otherwise I'm just saying oh who hit the most greens you know today that that provides nothing so yeah. no I'll, I'll be back this week on Thursday Friday with guys who got lucky with how they scored guys who got unlucky some type of plays you maybe want to play in a showdown lineup or even a matchup play, you know, for one round. Yeah, it's all what we talk about live bets on there as well. Seriously, the Slack channel is is, is awesome. Uh, it's not just us in there. There's a bunch of sharp dudes in there. Uh, a bunch of guys hitting first round leader bets, doing all types. So come join Slack channel. Listen, we know it's fucking football season, and we know these are shitty tournaments. But listen, you can still make money at golf, and it's still fun. So tell your friends to 
you know, rate, subscribe, listen, tell us if we're good or not. Uh, and yeah, I mean, listen, this is money is money. And uh, this is where this is. I feel like this is where you can get an advantage when everybody else is paying attention to football. You focus on this and, and make your money. I don't give a fuck how I make my money. I just want to make money. So that's what we're trying to do. You can hit me up at Boston underscore Capper on Twitter. Um, other than that, you know, green screens, everybody. Let's go.